Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're, you're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Sorry about that rough uh, transition there. I am Mike Luke, joined by Brad Alice. Hello, William. How you doing? Hello, Michael. All right, let's uh, let's get down to it. Um, Arizona, Oregon, and then we're going to talk about Arizona, USC, Arizona, UCLA, the LA schools. Um, the first thing that kind of sticks out, sticks out is the lack of effort against Oregon, I thought, was somewhat uh, somewhat appalling, to be honest with you. It just looked like Oregon wanted it more. And that's not something that you expect coming off a homestand where Arizona did not play well against the, L- or against the Washington schools. No, no, I thought Arizona would get all they could handle from Oregon, but I didn't think it would be like that. Right. Um, Oregon is a flawed basketball team who has not played particularly well this season and looked like crap against ASU. Right. Uh Unfortunately, uh, Arizona, yeah, kind of looked almost like they were going through the motions. Right. Or I should take it. It looked like the last few years where Oregon had more talent than Arizona, and that shouldn't be the case this season. Um, Arizona just played poorly. There was a lack, I think, an overall lack of effort. And I think, if anything, yeah, just Oregon had one of those nights uh, or afternoons. I mean, they couldn't miss from behind the arc. Uh, it seemed like they got you know lucky bounces like the lob pass three pointer <laughs> for three points yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised necessarily that Arizona lost in Eugene just because it's been so long since they've won there. Uh, it was just how they lost. I mean, it was really never close. I mean, Arizona just kind of got their doors blown off. Um, you know, what's the what's the Mike Tyson quote? Everybody's uh, got a plan happen. until they get hit in the face. And this time, usually Arizona can get hit a few times and come back, and they couldn't this weekend. Yeah, and see, that's and that's the thing that I think is a little bit uh, disturbing. And again, we're going to get to what we're going to start breaking down Arizona against USC and UCLA here in a second. Um, but what I found a little, uh, what I found also disturbing too is that. Arizona's inside game all season. We've talked about it. We're going to talk about the four peaks here. That's been their one thing that they've been able to basically beat up every team on. Azulis Tabellis has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's, you know, there's no way around that. Um, actually, I was going to ask you about this a little bit later on. We'll get to it. But Zoo to me has had one of the maybe one of the top five big man seasons in U of A history to this point. If you look at it, I, you know, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at actual numbers. Um, to me, it's, it seems like one of the two or three best to me. Um, yeah. D- you know, obviously, Aiton, yeah. Aiton's year, but that was kind of uh, tarnished by just a team that never kind of gelled. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing that if we looked at uh, senior Channing Fry, junior Jordan Hill, we'd see some impressive numbers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of many because, again, Arizona has produced plenty of quality big men, but few superstar big men. Right. Um, and even when they had really great big men, you know, look at Brian Williams. Well, Chris Mills had a better year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Mills was the best player on that team. Right. As good as Brian Williams was. Um, you know, Derek Williams, if, do we count him as a big man? I don't uh, think so. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think I, the argument's right there that he's uh, as good as anyone. All right. We're going to get to these comments and questions here in just a second. Um, but the one thing that did kind of strike me a little bit was that um, Azulis Tabellis, or not, excuse me, Azulis Tabellis, uh, Umar Ballo, um, there's a difference. And again, he, he puts up good stats and he's a very good player. We're glad to have him here. But there was a difference looking at him and looking at Infali Dante. And that's going to be something that when they play teams like that, Umar's going to, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle, I think, from time to time with Umar because of, you know, Dante just looked different than Umar did out there. You know, Dante's a more explosive athlete. He runs the floor better. And I I don't think Balo's right after being hospitalized, to be right. honest. He just hasn't looked like the same guy. He looks tired at times where he didn't earlier in the year. Um, so I don't know if that's the uh, part of being sick or part of being hitting kind of a wall. Um, but, you know, I think it, when they, if they face each other again, it might be a different game um, because Balo, that was Dante's best game ever. Mm-hmm. It was just a run of the mill game for, for Balo. Now, defensively, yeah, he'll have some trouble with them sometimes. But I think we'll see a different outcome because I, I Dante seems to be like he got up for that game. And I think there is a little bit of – we didn't see it much from eight, and ironically enough, at Arizona, we've seen it more in the pros, where they lose interest. And I think Dante right. has a lot of interest at times. Uh, I think he was very motivated to go against his countrymen who's been getting all the headlines that maybe he thinks he deserves. But um, we'll see what kind of – revenge factor if any there is for balo um you know balo is notoriously a nice guy and sometimes nice guys just don't get the fire lit under them that that guys with that little chip on their shoulder do so we'll see but um you know the fact is now i'd be concerned if i'm an oregon fan why can't dante do this all the time because he looks special but he hasn't the rest of the season Right, and it's it's kind of the same way like last year against Arizona. He put up 15 and 15 on Coloco, and you're thinking to yourself, why don't you do this every single game? That's a, that's a great question there. Well, let's get to USC-UCLA here in just a second. But first, a couple things. Oh, geez. All right, now let's just say that you're like William Brad Allison. You have a hard time sleeping. OGs is here for you. They can get you the gummies that you need, the sativas, the indicas, to help you sleep. And you can get it at all at your local dispensaries. Um, again, 21 and up. And uh, enjoy responsibly. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. All kinds of good taste right there. And then the Four Peaks. We're going to get to the other Four Peaks here in a second. But the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Four Peaks. And um, again, you can check out the Tempe location. Or you can check out our Tap and Bottle Watch Parties as well. Had a very nice showing. Appreciate all of you showing up right there. And uh, again, um, uh, Four Peaks, check out the show notes and the link in the description. You can get that at our Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. All right. Now, uh, Andre Veris puts on here, he says, Brad, bigger disappointment. Uh, Ball's lack of improvement from fr- freshman to sophomore year, Pella's offensive game, or said Ramey, or said, said Ramey, said slash Ramey's impact or lack thereof? Uh First of all, I, I I don't have a problem with Sed's performance. He's been better than I thought he'd be. Now he's hit a little bit of a dip, but 
Uh, I think it's probably Raimi's impact. Um, right. The la- at least I, it's hard to say because I think I've been disappointed for Pella most of the season. Um, he just hasn't been what he was last year, and maybe that's because he doesn't. Let have me, let me ask you this a little. Let me let me challenge that just a little bit, Brad, because I I agree with you. But when you look back at it, are we also overrating Pella a little bit last year because he averaged seven points, uh, two rebounds, two turnovers, and shot forty four percent? I mean, I fall into the same trap too, where it feels like we're talking about a guy that averaged fifteen a game last year when in fact he averaged seven. No, but in what he averaged impact. 12 plays more like a 10 point a game guy. That's one reason he was six of the, of the year. Uh, Cause he had an awful start of the year. And that's where the whole, uh, my bad Pella, my came bad Pella came from, um, you know, Ramey has had some special moments this year and he's had some disappointing moments. I can't really recall more than one or two games where Pella really impressed this year. Right. Um, I, I was hopeful that ball would be an impact player, but we hadn't seen enough. So that, that to me is the least of them. So yeah, I think it's Ramey's impact probably, but Pella just, you know, I didn't necessarily believe Tommy when he said he was all pack 12 type player, but I thought he'd be, I thought he'd take a, a step up and he really hasn't. He's kind of the same guy he was at this time last year. Now this was about the time last year where Pella caught fire a little bit. So we'll see. Um, but I need, yeah, I need to see more out of him and Ramey, frankly, and if Arizona doesn't see more, at least consistency out of the two, they're going to have trouble living up to the expectations that they set for themselves early in the uh, season. I mean, th- those wins in the preseason were not an accident. They were not right. an aberration. But, uh, you know, we have seen teams, and we've seen plenty of Lute Olsen teams, plenty of Sean Miller teams peak in, in December. Maybe Arizona's this year – guilty of that see that's kind of where i'm at as well because arizona clearly has flaws it's not the best team in the country and it's not probably a top five team but you do i mean you do have good wins tennessee was a very good win indiana is a very good win san diego state's going to turn out to be a good win but i'm also gonna i'll just put this out there brad this is for a top 25 arizona team and i was thinking about this a great a great deal i think this is the least talented perimeter for a top 25 arizona team that i can remember that's a good one yeah um there's certainly not a surefire nba player and you can't say that oh i don't i I would be i'd be pretty surprised if any of these guys were nba i mean maybe boswell in a couple years i don't know but yeah yeah yeah. kerr's not uh, playing in the nba ramey's not playing in the nba pella's not playing in the nba yeah well you know you you might be right there i'd again i'd have to go back and, and and think about some of the you know end of the olsen era and some of the early but yeah, I mean, it's it's not for a top twenty-five team. I I think it's you know even people people talk about compare this team to the skyline and whatnot. But Mulebach was better than anybody out there. Bushler's better than anybody out there. Othic's better than Kerr. So I mean, they're better across the board, right there. Yeah, that might be the best comparison. That ninety, what was it, ninety-two-ish team, eighty-nine, um, ninety, ninety, where your starting lineup was Mulebach and Othic. And no disrespect to those guys, but. Uh, that was also a different era of Arizona basketball. That was right. before Lute Olsen was like way fast athletic guards who pushed the tempo or where Ooh. I like, um, you know, when he got, cause you know, Damon obviously was, was backing up those guys a, as a freshman. So uh, yeah, I think you can make that argument. I think where, and, and I think we knew that, I think where we thought this team would be successful and they have at times this year. I mean, we're pretending that this team is completely, they have completely fallen apart for two weeks, but, they can easily write the ship. 
is they get you in waves. You've yeah. got six guys. You know, you've got Henderson, you've got Ball, you've got Boswell, who I think we all agree needs more playing time now, um, and is the most talented of the group. Um, you throw them in with Ramey and Curran. And again, people are killing Curran. Curran's still a decent player. He's a solid player. He's good. You know what? You know the problem though. The frustration with Kerr is this is that, and a lot of the times this isn't even the player's fault, we were sold that he was this really good shooter. He's not a really good shooter. He's a mediocre at best shooter. I mean, we're three years in. We've got enough percentages to say that he's just not, he's just kind of he's an He's a straight old, shooter is what he is. Right. But his and percentages are starting. Arizona's better. Right. But his percentages are starting to really stink again. I mean, for a guy who is a little bit limited, and again, I think he is, like you said, um, I think he is better than people give him credit for, but mid thirties from the field, mid thirties from three. That's just, that's not, that's subpar to be honest with you. Well, part of the problem is he doesn't shoot much from the field. Now the dogs are fighting because they're not allowed out in the backyard. We are a dog friendly show on this. I might have to get up and let them outside here in a second when you do your next read, but uh, now you're good. You know? Yeah. So I think again, you have to look at the group as a whole and you know, some people were complaining the other day because he had four turnovers, but he had 11 assists. I mean, I'm taking 11 to four ratio. I don't like the four. Um, so again, you have to look at Arizona has a bunch of B minus guys who, when they play really well, can be A minus guys and be right. anyone in the nation. And that's part of the frustration. But that's true across college basketball. You know, you said Arizona's not a top five team, and and they're not, but they can be. Mm-hmm. On any given night, they're they're the best team in America. On any given night, they can also struggle at Oregon State and lose to Washington State, and that's what's been interesting, but we have to remember this team has what three losses right now. They're all mediocre losses. That's the funny thing. They're undefeated against good teams and they're, you know, they against mid level teams and, and Utah might be slightly better, but you know, Oregon has the potential to be better, you know, watch, but yeah, they have three losses. Um, so let's see what they do now. Do they rise up like they have all season and, and play really tough this weekend? In right. which case, we can kind of forgive what we saw, or have they been figured out a little bit? That that might be the case. I don't know yet. Um, but, you know, you got fans already. You got fans turning on Tommy because of two losses in, in two weeks. The guy's got, what, seven losses total in his right. career at Arizona? Let's pump but, the brakes. But at the same time, it's okay to be concerned. Let's talk um, a little bit about we got some good comments coming in right here. Um, first, Rich Carrillo, Brad and Mike, who would you rather have, Kerr, McMillan, Lofton, or this uh, group? Oh, I would take Kerr, McMillan, and Lofton all day because Lofton, I think, is what people were hoping Courtney Ramey would be. Steve Kerr is obviously a lot better than Kerr Creesa. I mean, I would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Kerr, I mean, Kerr's an NBA player. Right. The other three aren't. Right. And he might have been able to if he got to Arizona two years later and let him play like he let uh, Damon play. But yeah, yeah give me, again, let's, one of those groups played in the Final Four, so I'll take that group. Let's talk about Adama Ball here in a second because I find him interesting. And if you got to let the pooches out, I gotta, I'll got i put a read in right here now. Let's That's do it. Killing two birds with one stone right here. All right, tap and bottle. All right, we have the tap and bottle watch party. Andre, um, Kobe Thiel, Really appreciate you guys showing up at others as well. Abraham Mendoza, you should show up to one of these as well. We'd uh, we'd like to have you in there, Abe. Come check it out. Tap and bottle watch parties. We get to yell at the yell at the screen, commiserate, talk about how cool we are, and you can get four peaks there as well. So again, come check it out. Tap and bottle watch parties, and 
Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's, if you're in college, if you went to college, or heck, if you're in Tucson, you know about Illegal Pete's. High energy, good food, good drink, and in Tempe, same situation. I would recommend going to Illegal <laughs> Illegal Pete's, and um, uh, I would recommend coming to Illegal Pete's, and uh, again, check out the food, drink, all kinds of stuff. Check out the show notes and the uh, details. 21 and up. Andre Veras said, before we get to some real questions, is Chief com- coming to tap and bottle? The funny thing about Chief is this. Chief in person, and I've, I've met Chief in person a couple times, is a very quiet person. He, You have to ask him to speak up. He's just kind of, and you know, he's not the dude that is on Twitter, um, but you know, people get on Twitter and they become different. Um, but again, I would doubt Chief would actually show up because he's not really a in-person confrontation type. Um, Adama Ball. I find Adama Ball very interesting here, William. Um, first of all, I think Adama Ball can play a little bit. I really do. I think there's some stuff to like about him. I love his body. I think he's got a potential to be a pretty good defender, but he clearly is lacking confidence and the, uh, you know, the, the skill progression, I don't think is nearly what we were hoping that it would be this year. I've said this before on the show and I'm going to say it again. I, if it's possible, I would do the Ricky Anderson thing with him where, you would, uh, you know, you redshirt him this year. You say we got, a, we we have high hopes for you, but we really need you to. Uh, we really got to work on some aspects of your game. Is that plausible? Would you agree with that? Would you not disagree? Or what would you say, William? I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it because again, I think he has a lot of untapped potential. And why it hasn't been tapped when other guys have made vast improvements? I don't know. Um, you know, but we also have a very small sample size because Dallin Terry and. Uh, Matherin and Coloco got better in one off season. We expected of everyone. And, you know, I think we're saying the same thing about uh, Visa and we're saying the same thing about Anderson. You right. know, wait till next year, wait for two years, uh, Philly B. Um, so I'm not ready to write off ball. I think, you know, I think there are some interesting things. Can he play on the ball like he did in France? I don't know. Um, you know, a lot of guys claim to be point guards and combo guards. We've saw it for years with Olsen. Um, remember Bynum was supposed to be a point guard combo guard. Salim was, uh, they were both better off the ball. Um, you know, obviously almost every guard that it seemed like Sean Miller brought in was billed as a point guard or a combo guard. And it seemed like every one of them was better off the ball. So I don't know, but yeah, I think ball has a ball has raw athleticism. He also got to Arizona at 17. Um, he's young, much like Boswell's young. Um, so yeah, so there's I want to see that across the board, but yes, if he's patient enough, um, you know whether it is to take a redshirt year or do, you know I don't know if he has to, I don't know what he did in the offseason. I don't know if did he go to France and and play on a uh, on a team? Did he stay in Arizona? Whatever he did, I think I'd try to do the opposite. Right. Um, Keep him he, here if he can stay here and work with you know coaches. Whatever the time allotment is, great. If he can go play in a structured system, I don't know. Did he go back to France to play with the club team? Did he go play, try to you know play on a U17 team? I don't know. I have no idea. Get him some structure, some development. But that means staying in Tucson, lifting some weights, and putting up 500 shots a day, watching some film. Um, you know, I'm all for it because again, the kid has talent. Um, but there's a big difference between being really talented and putting it together. Just like we can see at the pro level, there's a difference between being really good at basketball and being a good basketball player. Right, um, right. So there's a difference between being a good athlete and good at basketball, too. And that's where I think we are with ball. 
All right, let's talk now about Arizona against USC and UCLA. I expect Arizona to um, to step their game up this week. Now, again, they could drop the next game against you know crummy team they play, but I think Arizona is going to play pretty well this week. Um, USC comes into town. I'm a fan of Andy Enfield. I think he does a pretty good job there. Kobe Thiel is not a fan of Andy Enfield. There's a lot of Andy Enfield deniers out there, but I think he's a pretty good coach for what they do. Always going to be long and athletic, top 20 to 40 team. That to me is a good little uh that's a, a good little primer before UCLA comes to town Saturday. Conversely, now that ASU is actually good, you know, maybe they soften up USC or UCLA a little bit, William. What do you think about those? I think that that could happen. Yeah, I think definitely it's gonna be interesting because I think USC presents some of the same uh problems that we saw with uh, Oregon over the weekend with Washington state where, where they do have those long athletes who, uh, you know, can do some things that Arizona doesn't like. Um, but at the same time, they've also been, you know, enfield has been weird because he's done a very good. Is he the job. best USC coach ever? I don't know. He hasn't made the deep runs that other guys made, but he, he hasn't had the, he, he, he hasn't had eight. the lows either. He made an elite eight. Yeah, that's true. Um, probably he's probably been the most successful, at least in the modern era. Obviously, mm -hmm. they had some runs with Westfall back in the day. Um, it just always feels like they, like other guys at USC, when they do have talent, just don't go as far as they should more often than not. They're not right. But yeah, he's been fairly consistently, you know, he hasn't had, you know, Bibby would go to a sweet 16 and then win 12 games the next year. Right. Um, whereas, you know, Floyd was a little more consistent, but didn't have the highs, never quite. So yeah, so it's been, it's, I, yeah, almost you have to say it, but I also feel like he's underachieved a bit based upon the kids he's gotten in there. But so many of them have been one and done too. So it's, it's just, I think it's a strange. Yeah. Next year is going to be fascinating because they got the number one point guard in the entire country coming in. They return almost everybody. So, um, assuming UC they come back, right? UCLA he's guy, and he's had some guys go pro that shouldn't, right? Um, but I guess everyone has in the modern era. So, right. UCLA now they're playing really, really good ball. The one thing about that uh, has surprised me a little bit about UCLA. And by the way, Rich Carrillo, good call on uh, Paul Westfall at USC. Um, I do want to clarify he. Mike wasn't comparing Ball and Ricky Anderson, the player that uh, Ricky Anderson redshirted his third year at Arizona. Which right, Ball that's the only thing that that's I'm the only comparison. Yeah, Ricky's a completely different player, right. different animal. Um, but but he became. But he's he one of the right few guys I can think of who took the later era redshirt um, that was not injury related. Although they tried to do it with Walton, and Walton ended up having to come out of the redshirt. If everyone remembers that, right. same thing with Walters. Uh, they well, tried or, or the five times they tried to redshirt Fendi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, five times U was not enough. UCLA, though, is a real problem. Um, we got we got to be honest here. Um, and they're, they're an interesting combination. Yes, they're not very tall. I get all that. But Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkes, they're tough and they're winners. There's, you know, there's no way around that. Jalen Clark is an interesting guy because you could make the case that he's the most improved player in the conference and he's the defensive player of the year. He's averaging 15, six and four. 
Um, those three are really kind of the spearheads. Then you got Bona down low. You've got other guys like Amari Bailey and Singleton and whatnot. UCLA is really good, and they could make a deep run. This is another opportunity, though, for Arizona to get a really nice win on their resume. This is another Styles make fights. Um, right. And it's kind of the team that dictates is the team that will win the game. You know, UCLA wants to play Cincinnati ball. They want to be physical. They want to rebound. They want to slow the game down. They want to score 70. Uh, Arizona wants to get out and run. Arizona has size. Uh, you know, so can Arizona's bigs overcome the ruggedness of UCLA's front line? Can Arizona, when they force turnovers, get up tempo? Or can, you know, UCLA slow it down? And I think also three-point shooting is going to be huge in this one. It seems like when Arizona loses to UCLA the last 10 years, which is I think the whole time Tiger Campbell's been there, um, they shoot lights out. And when Arizona wins, they shoot slightly below their average. So I think, again, Arizona's going to have to be good on the perimeter. They're going to have to take care of the basketball. They're going to have to force turnovers. Uh, and dominate the boards. And Arizona's bigs are not going to be able to shy away from smaller players trying to beat them up. Um, and luckily, most of the season, Arizona's bigs have, have been effective that way. But, uh, yeah, so kind of, yeah, it, it sounds cliche, but whoever can dictate pace is probably going to win this basketball game. William, yay or nay on a sweep this week? Uh, I'm going to say yay. It feels right, like Arizona's like do. You're back in the yay on that one. I'm back in the yay and the yay. All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, – we got some other stuff to talk about as well here, but a couple things. Octane Raceway Mavericks. Let's just say that you're like William Brad Alice and you have two kids that are running around, and you're a kid at heart as well, like William is. And you're saying, you know what? What would be a fun thing to go up and do in Phoenix? Well, here's what you do. In Scottsdale, they might not be able to provide you water, which if you're following up there is an interesting story. William, have you, have you followed A little that? bit, a little bit. All right, they might not be able to get you water, but at the same point, they might be able to get you some a really fun environment there. Go to the racetracks. They got racetracks. They got food. They got all kinds of games. You name it, they got it. It's a great environment for a date, family, friends. You name it, they got it. Octane Raceway Mavericks in Scottsdale and Mountain Mike's Pizza. Let's just say... You, let's just say you got a pooch on your lap right now, and he's got a very snazzy sweater like William Brad Alice's pooch does. And um, and he's saying to himself, man, I'm really hungry. And Brad smells really good right now. Brad might smell like Mountain Mike's Pizza because Brad has had Mountain Mike's Pizza before. Again, go check it out. Oracle and Wetmore. Um, great food, great drink, great prices. And check out the show notes and the link in the description. What do you got going on there right now, Brad? I like the, I like the jacket he's got. Yeah, my mom gave that to my daughter to because the dog shivers a lot. I don't think mm -hmm. she necessarily likes it, but she doesn't hate it either. Um, but she some for some reason is being very needy right now. Right. Um, okay. Probably because the other big dogs are outside being bad, and she's probably trying to tell on them. No problem with that. All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, U of A football here as well. Um, a big thing that Jed Fish talked about, and I'm I will I'll, I'll go on record. I don't know this for a fact, but I would be very surprised if Arizona doesn't pull in four star uh, linebacker Leviticus Sua early, uh, later this week. Um, Jed Fish talked about how you know got to revamp the defense, and I especially the linebacker position, which was outside of Jacob Manu, a real weakling for the team. You now got a linebacker unit where you got 
flow. You got you could conceivably have Sua and Manu as well. That's a nice little jump right there, Brad. Yeah, I think getting Sue is important because, again, you did lose Jerry Roberts, who was good. Not great, mm-hmm. but good. And there's, I think... Baby Ray could, Lewis. He could have probably gone somewhere better than UMass. And for those who missed it, he went to UMass. But his brother's playing there. Um, but at the same time, uh, if you are going to upgrade, you probably need to upgrade over Jerry Roberts. Uh, especially because linebackers may be very important because I'm not sure how deep Arizona now is up the middle uh, on the defensive line. They also grabbed the kid from Washington, and in many ways, what we're seeing, the strategy, and I don't know if it's the strategy or by necessity, is they're not getting very productive players, but they're getting very talented guys. And again, much like my basketball comment, you're getting guys who are very good athletes, have very good tools, but haven't necessarily always been very good football players. Um, you know, if you, the, the kid from Washington, uh, even Flo, have so many more skills than Jacob Manu. Right. I'm not sure they're better than Jacob Manu. Jacob Manu is a football player. Um, it, it's, it's much like some of these NBA guys. You know, um, Russell Westbrook has way more talent than a lot of guys. But who would you rather have running your basketball team right now? He and TJ McConnell. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah. But it's a good thing to have. You're bringing talent in. It, it could be worse. You could bring untalented guys who haven't played at a high level. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think Arizona overall has upgraded the linebacking core. You know, they lose a lot. They bring in a lot. I still think there might be a little thin on the defensive line. I still, you know, I think they need another safety maybe. Um, I'm not sure there's some rumblings now that the one kid may be coming back because he didn't get the offers he thought he would, but yeah, it's no, still a work right in progress. Because to me, some, sometimes in football, there's a, and you know, there's addition by subtraction personally. And again, I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, Jacob or not Jacob, Manu, um, Christian Young to me is addition by subtraction because he just wasn't very good. And he was on the field the entire time. Um, Jackson Turner to me though, at the other safety spot was all right. I didn't, I didn't mind him. He wasn't great, but he didn't feel like a total weak link the way that Christian Young did. Yeah, and so if he does end up coming back, I think that's a benefit because, again, I don't know if Arizona has done enough to address that position. You know, we like we like Taylor. Uh, we like Warnell. Uh, I think Maldonado's back for one final year, but you, you, that's still not enough to upgrade the defense, which you have to do. Uh, you have to upgrade the defense because as good as the offense is, I don't know if they're significantly better next year than they were last year, which means you you can't be giving up 49. Well, they gave up 49, what, three times? Right. Um, you know, as much as we like Trenton Borgay, he probably shouldn't score 30-something on you. Right. Uh, you shouldn't have to rely on five turnovers or whatever it was against ASU to beat them. So there's still some work to be done there, but I like some of the pieces they brought in, but I don't know if they brought enough in because, again – is the is the pass rusher from Cal going to be good? Because he really wasn't at Cal, right? Right. Um, Flo was okay, and granted, he had some injuries. I think he'll be fine. But this kid from Washington, some off the field stuff, had some good moments, some disappearing moments. But let me hedge my bet. I said the same thing about Eccles, and Eccles mm-hmm. was fantastic last year, right? Um. So can this staff develop guys? Yeah, but you know what? They didn't get a ton out of. Out of Savea, not Savanea, but Savea. So, oh, they got a lot out of Savanea. Yeah, Savanea is great. Let's bring his brother if he's got some uncles and cousins with eligibility. I'm well, 
but you know, um, so they're bringing in the other kid from UCLA who didn't do a whole lot. What is right. he going to be? I don't know. So right. you've can got Roddy, to, you've got four-star talent, but can they be four-star players? I was trying to explain this to Shear back when this, uh, when then Dwayne Aquina's name first uh, surfaced as possibly, you know, uh, a defensive backs coach. And Shear, in all fairness, if you didn't live here in the '90s, you probably don't know. You don't understand how Dwayne, who Dwayne Aquina is. But Dwayne Aquina is one of the handful of best defensive back coaches in the country. I don't want him running my offense like Arizona tried to do. I don't want any of that. But if to me, if you're looking for a defensive back coach and he's available, you snap him up every single day of the week because his resume is pretty much second to none in that regard there, William. And again, even if you weren't here in the 90s, if you were here at the end of the Stoops era, he, I want to say it was him, David Nickel, and one other coach. I can't remember who the third coach was. There's another newcomer. Oh, you know who it was? It was uh, a guy who, who's at Miami now who was at Oregon. Uh, the old d uh, the. Why can't I think of his name? The old U of A defensive lineman who was at Oregon for years. Oh, Salavea? Yeah, Salavea, Kena, and David Nickel were the only ones recruiting at the end of the Stoops here and held that last recruiting class together. Right. Because, uh, frankly, for whatever reason, Stoops had seemed to have lost interest. That was when he was going through some of the divorce stuff. Some of the other coaches were looking for other gigs. And those guys had just come in, and they held that class together. Uh, but that was a decade ago. So is right. Dwayne Aquina at 60-something, does he have the fire? And if he does, I would have no hesitation bringing him in. He'd be the top of my list. There were some other good guys being considered. But you have to ask, and he has to ask himself, am I done? Do I want to fade off into the sunset? Do I want to take a, an advisory role somewhere, whether it's with an NBA team or an NFL team, college team? Do I, you know, do I? And that's it because you get to a point and every coach is different. You know, we're seeing a lot of these young NFL coaches who want to go to Thailand with their hot Instagram girlfriends at 35. And never return. And Andy Reid will probably be coaching till he dies. Mm -hmm. He will probably be eating a cheeseburger, breaking down film, and they'll find him in his office dead. Um, so, you know, Urban Meyer may never coach again. And I don't know if he cares that much. You know, as long as he can go to the bar and, and hit on co-eds. Right. Um, so I don't know what kind of a guy Akina is, and he's probably somewhere in between because he's been coaching a long time. But if he wants to get on that trail and recruit the the combination of him and Nansen and uh, mm -hmm. you know the tight ends coach hitting that Polynesian community, which are already hitting really hard, that's a really nice group. That's a really it it's could be very good. Yeah. Yep. All right, William. Uh, before we sign off. You got any podcasts coming on? Uh, what can you uh, What can you tell us? If I can get over this cold, I, I'll be hacking up along as soon as uh, I hang up with you here. Uh, I just can't. I, I've now been sick for like three straight weeks. I just can't get well. If I can, then I'll have some podcasts coming out. Uh, you know, because I'd like to to build on some of these. Like to talk. Uh, you know, some some more of the of the recruits. You know, they got the four star running back. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh the volleyball coach just retiring. Good old. Uh, well Let's you know. let's talk. Well, let's talk a little bit because we're going to talk a lot. I'm going to talk a lot about Rubio tomorrow. But what do you think, real quick, on the four star running back that uh, that Arizona got? I think uh, yeah. I looked at his film. It looks really good. I look at his numbers. Really good. Part of me does question why there aren't more offers there. Right. Um. But he looks like he fits this Arizona offense. He's a dynamic guy. Looks like he's the kind of guy who can get out into space, uh, make some things happen when you combine him 
uh, with the other young backs, it looks like you kind of have a, 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 you know, if you mix him with Coleman and, and your cousin Speedy, it looks like you kind of have all three kind of running backs. You got a pure speed guy, uh, a middle kind of role guy who can do a little bit of both, and then you got a power guy. So you got Thunder, Lightning, and more Lightning. So yeah, I like Thunder it. and Lightning. That's called Mike Luke and uh, William Brad Alice right there. One one could be Reggie Bush. The other could be Lendale White. We'll let you figure out which one's which. I think that's pretty obvious if you look at uh, look at our build. So. <laughs> Brad, as always, appreciate you, my guy. Get better. We'd love to have you on Thursday for sure. Yeah, if, if I, again, I have to look at the, the, the late night schedule. I don't have a hockey game this week. We did get bounced in the playoffs. So uh, that will not get in the way of me joining you and Chew. All right. He's Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. As always, appreciate everybody out there. Uh, everybody sticking on. You guys are fantastic. You guys are the ones that make the show. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm-hmm.